I'm Shoji Okuyama, principal of Okuyama and Sasajima in Tokyo, Japan. Thank you for listening to this program of IP Friday. Hello and welcome to this episode of IP Fridays. Our names are Ken Suzanne and Rolf Clayson, and this is the podcast dedicated to intellectual property. It does not matter where you are from, in house or private practice, novice or expert. We will help you stay up to date with current topics in the fields of trademarks, patents, design and copyright, discover useful tools, and much more. Welcome to episode 39 of IP Fridays. In this episode, I am interviewing Shuichi Okuyama, who is currently serving as Vice President for AIPPI Japan about patent litigation in Japan and in particular a recent Supreme Court case. Ken Suzanne will tell us about a recently launched program of the USPTO that allows trademark owners to amend goods and services for example, upon renewal because uh, of the evolvement of technology. And lastly, I want to make a small announcement on my own behalf. I am launching my own YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Rolf And you can also find it by going to www.ipfridays.com slash YouTube. It will be launched on October 29th. So if you want to check out the channel on October 29, you can go to www.ipfridays.com slash YouTube. So Ken, tell us about the new program of the USPTO. Ralph, the United States Patent and Trademark Office has announced an important pilot program, which allows owners of registered trademarks to amend identification of goods and services to account for changes in technology. This is an important program with regards to renewal of trademarks in an era of evolving technology. Plainly stated, goods and services listed in a trademark registration 10 years ago may very well be different in 2015 and beyond. The USPTO's post-registration program commenced on September 1st and permits registrants to request amendments to goods and services under certain circumstances. As noted in the USPTO's announcement, Amendments will be permitted where they are deemed necessary because evolving technology has changed the manner or medium by which the underlying content or subject matter of the identified products and services are offered for sale or provided to consumers. It is important to note that amendments will not be permitted prior to issuance of the registration. According to the pilot rules, amendments that change the classification of the goods and services and change the identification from goods to services, or vice versa, may be considered by the USPTO. The amendments must be requested through a petition. All requirements of Trademark Rule 2.146, 37 CFR Section 2.146, including the petition fee, must be met. It is important to note that the petitioner must request a waiver of the scope rule. The USPTO has outlined the basic elements of the petition on their website. Those are, to the best of the petitioner's knowledge, 1. Based on changes due to evolving technology in the manner or medium by which products and services are offered for sale and provided to consumers, the petitioner cannot show use on original goods or services. 
Two, the petitioner still uses the mark on other goods and services reflecting the evolved technology, and the underlying content or subject matter remains unchanged. And three, without an amendment to the ID, the petitioner would be forced to delete the original goods and services listed in the registration, and would thus lose protection in the registration in relation to the underlying content or subject matter of the original goods and services. Examples of acceptable amendments include 1. Telephone banking services to online banking services. 2. Printed books in the field of art history to downloadable electronic books in the field of art history. And 3. Floppy disks for computers for word processing to providing an online non-downloadable software for word processing. The USPTO has advised that it will post on its website at www.uspto.gov a non-exhaustive list of the amendments that are deemed to be acceptable. This list will be updated periodically. It is advisable to check this list prior to requesting an amendment. At this time, there is no end date for the pilot program. The USPTO states that all will depend upon the volume of requests that it receives during the duration of the program. There is the chance that this pilot program will evolve into a permanent change in USPTO procedure for handling these types of amendments. In my opinion, this is a really interesting program and I think the USPTO is the first to allow amendments of goods and services because of evolvement of technology. So let's see if other offices will also launch similar programs. So um, let's hear the interview with Shuichi Okuyama. I'm very excited to be joined by Dr. Shuichi Okuyama today. If you don't know who Shuichi Okuyama is, he is the principal of Okuyama and Sasajima in Tokyo, Japan, an IP firm. And he is also vice president of the AIPPI section in Japan. And he has been president uh, of the Japan Patent Attorneys Association from 2011 until 2013. And I'm very grateful that he's on the show today. Thank you very much for being on the show today. My pleasure. So uh, today we want to talk about a very particular case of the Supreme Court. Uh, and before we talk about this particular case, maybe you can give us a brief overview of patent litigation in Japan. So uh, maybe first you can tell us uh, the way how patent litigation works from the first steps until the last instance, like what is the usual course of patent litigation in Japan? Okay, uh, the uh, uh, patent infringement litigation starts uh, at the uh, district court level in Japan. Okay, and and for uh, technical uh, issue, if the uh, litigation involves technical issues such as patent infringement, uh, then you have only two courts that you can use. One is the Tokyo District Court and Osaka District Court. So um, you have only two options for, 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 for the choice of the courts, although we have 50 district courts all over Japan. And, and the, the, the proceeding is, is basically done on paper. Uh, well, it is possible to have what we call technical presentation meeting uh, during which we have uh, 
well, so-called technical advisors, maybe three of them, and and we have representatives from both sides and uh, explain uh, the technical issues or or some other relevant legal issues before the um, uh, judges for, let's say, two or three hours. And aside from this um, uh, technical presentation meeting, uh, everything is done on paper and exchange of uh, uh, briefs uh, with with, uh, intervening small meetings, uh, asking questions or asking more evidence or, 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 uh, well, possibly uh, we can have examination and cross-examination of witness, but this happens very rarely. And, you know, within, within uh, let's say, uh, 15 or 17 months, uh, we will have a first instance decision. And then we have uh, IP High Court, Intellectual Property High Court in Tokyo, and and this this court handles all appeals from uh, the uh, uh, Tokyo or Osaka District Court, and 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 we have uh, specialist IP judges, and uh, that is the uh, basically uh, the final uh, court for patent cases, because um, uh, we we do have Supreme Court. But they barely takes up uh, patent cases, and and usually one, and 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 I would be surprised if they take up two patent cases. So th- this is basic setup uh, of uh, uh, Japanese uh, court system, and 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 also in terms of patent uh, enforcement and remedies uh, involve uh, damages, of course. And and uh, we have injunction uh, as well. And and as in German court system, injunction uh, is is ba- basically uh, associated with the finding of the um, uh, infringement. So uh, unless there is really strong reasons not to uh, give uh, injunction order, uh, the patentee can get uh, injunction. If the court finds infringement, mm. enough. Besides damages, are there any other uh, remedies that you can end? Of course, seizing. Are there any other um, claims that you can enforce? Well, basically, damages and injunction. Mm-hmm. I mean, there 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 are uh, uh, you know such as advertisement uh, admitting you know the act of infringement or or so on and so forth, but but. Uh, that that's not that's not that's not the uh, uh, parties don't ask for such a kind of remedies, you know, in patent cases. Yeah. Well, trademark cases you know, that, 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 that happens um, uh, not not all the time, but, but uh, sometimes. But uh, so other than damages and, and injunction, uh, we, we we don't have very much. Right, but that's uh, that's the main uh, main things. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so okay. So um, now let's go into this uh, rare case where the Supreme Court uh, just uh, handed down a decision in a pharmaceutical drug case. Um, Mm -hmm. The Supreme Court handed down a decision on June the 5th of this year, um, and it was all about a case of um, pravastatin, sodium, 
Um, it's a certain kind of compound used in pharmaceuticals. Um, and maybe you can briefly summarize the case first. Yeah, this is the case uh, brought by uh, a Hungarian subsidiary of Teva uh, against uh, two different Japanese companies. And the, uh, uh, the main, I would say, case uh, related uh, to the um, uh, uh, interpretation of product by process claim and the uh, uh, scope of the scope of such a claim and the uh, 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 this case went up to what is called grand panel of the IP high court uh, the IP high court have five uh, divisions and the uh, 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 the heads of uh, five divisions, five judge, well, the, the heads of the four uh, divisions, so four judges plus one uh, less senior judge form uh, a panel of five judges and, and uh, uh, can make a decision. And uh, uh, this was uh, expected uh, to, to function something like uh, uh, on bank panel of um, uh, uh, CFC in the United States uh, and uh, function uh, somewhat like um, uh, uh, highest court uh, in, in, in patent cases. But uh, uh, in this particular case, uh, the Supreme Court uh, reversed and demanded case uh, uh, which is the um, uh, this grand panel decision by uh, IP High Court to the uh, uh, the original court, uh, and and and, and th there was another case um, uh, because the uh, Teva sued two different companies, and and that case went to the uh, ordinary panel of uh, uh, IP High Court, and and the Supreme Court reversed. Uh, this decision uh, as well. So two decisions were uh, reversed and remanded back to the uh, IP High Court. Mm. And um, it seems like um, it is really necessary for understanding the, the case that went to the Supreme Court to look at the older decisions of the Supreme Court um, because, um, well, it would be probably important for understanding the current decision to see how the Supreme Court ruled in the past. I understand there was a really important case, the Lipase decision. Um, it's kind of an enzymatic compound uh, that was claimed. And the Supreme Court had a very particular view about um, this case. Maybe you can summarize that case as well. Yeah, uh, the, well, traditionally, um, the Supreme Court considers the uh, notice function of patent claims very important. I don't know why. I mean, you know, it, it's, it's, it, it seems to be uh, somewhat strange because we are not talking about uh, lay people. Uh, if, if it comes to a patent infringement case, uh, you know, everyone involved uh, have uh, good knowledge of um, uh, patents and, and how the patent system works and so on and so forth. Uh, but uh, 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 traditionally, Supreme Court considers this, this public notice function very important. 
And in this particular uh, Raipay's case, uh, well, this was an uh, appeal from the uh, prosecution before the uh, Japanese uh, patent, Japan Patent Office, uh, not not infringement case, but the uh, in 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 this uh, uh, Raipay's decision. Uh, the uh, Supreme Court said that it is not allowable to read uh, something from the specification into the claim when the claim doesn't have that, that kind of limitation. And, and in, 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 in the context of uh, considering the uh, uh, patentability, and so, so, so this this decision was uh, uh, handed down quite a number of years ago, uh, actually 20, uh, now 24 years ago. And uh, 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 this this case has been hanging around in, in a very strange way because uh, the, uh, uh, since two, uh, well, since 1991, uh, a district court can consider the both validity and uh, 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 infringement at the same time. And and for for the for the validity, uh, they have to look at this uh, Raipay's decision. And and for the infringement, uh, well, of course, infringement uh, is, is 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 something considered uh, under all circumstances, including you know the manner of infringement and everything else. And and, and so uh, uh, claim construction may possibly be different. Uh, for the uh, uh, variety and uh, uh, infringement, and and Japanese uh, lower courts, district court and and uh, uh, IP high court didn't like this situation and tried to uh, uh, sort of uh, 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 compromise, find a compromise uh, uh, between these two, and. Uh, uh, well, I would say you know the uh, uh, lower courts has been ha- has had some success in doing so, but uh, still uh, this this uh, uh, Supreme Court decision, right based decision, has been hanging around. Right. And 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 the uh, Supreme Court once again emphasized this decision and the importance of the uh, public notice function of uh, of a patent claim. And um, uh, uh, this is somewhat, uh, uh, what should I say, uh, was shocking to me. I mean, you know, the the, uh, the Supreme Court is 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 trying to come back very old case, 24 years old case every time. When when the uh, we we have done a lot uh, since 1991, uh, which is before the uh, TRIPS agreement. And and the uh, uh, TRIPS agreement was concluded in 1994. And since then, uh, the Japan Patent Office and everyone in the patent community uh, tried to harmonize patent systems with other countries and then try to improve uh, Japanese patent system. But the, um, the Supreme would always come back to uh, a very uh, old thesis uh, Yes. Or, or what should I say, theme uh, that, mm-hmm. that uh, uh, Supreme Court picked up many, many years ago. I understand that the um, Supreme Court in the Lipay's decision said that um, even though the complete description of the patent 
was always only talking about a very particular lipase, which was the Rhizopus arihitus lipase or RA lipase. Um, the claim was not limited by this particular lipase, but it just stated right. lipase. And then the court said, okay, only in very few and exceptional circumstances the, dis uh, the description can be taken to limit the claims. But uh, if there is lipase, if it says lipase in the claims, it means all kinds of lipase, basically. That's what I understand, right? That's right. That's right. And and now the Supreme Court made two very interesting major uh, statements. Um, maybe you can talk about these. What uh, that products made by a different process, whether they infringe a claim or not, uh, a product by process claim, and are product by process claims allowable or not? Maybe you can talk about these two things that the Supreme Court now said. Yeah. Uh in, in, in these two decisions, the, the, the Supreme Court said that, uh, first of all, um, the, uh, 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 well, if you have product by process claim, if uh, infringing products are made by a different process, different from uh, uh, what is recited in the uh, patent claim, uh, will be covered uh, by the, uh, the, the, the product by process claim. Okay, so so uh, it's 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 uh, completely different from uh, 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 federal circuit decision of um, uh, uh, what's the name of uh, Abbott and uh, mm -hmm. well it was on bank decision uh, uh, of um, I should say uh, Abbott Davs and Sandos. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, so that's that's fine. I mean, you know, that's that's what Supreme Court says. Uh, you know, we we have to follow probably, but but this is different from this. What this is different from uh, what the um, uh, grand panel of the uh, IP High Court said. IP High Court said that uh, if if the um, uh, the process uh, was the only way to uh, define the the, the products. Uh, at the, at the time of filing, um, then uh, uh, product by process covers products made by a, a different uh, process, and and if if not, uh, the um, uh, product by process claim will be limited uh, by by the um, recited process. Okay. So uh, I, I thought that's fair, but but anyway, uh, the the. Uh, Supreme Court considered that uh, public notice function is more important, and and, uh, and the uh, said that uh, uh, product by process claim covers uh, all products, uh, including those made by a different process. Mm -hmm. That's okay. really so, so interesting. That's the first thing they said, and the uh, actually the the, um, uh, 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 the decision itself is is very simple. It said only two things. And, and it doesn't give very good reasoning. I have translated the uh, uh, majority opinion uh, as a whole, but it um, uh, doesn't really say too much uh, for, uh, in the way of, of supporting uh, the, uh, uh, these two points. And, and so I, I discussed the first point, and the, the second point is that um, uh, 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 the the, the the product by the process claims uh, are uh, invalid uh, or should not be uh, patented 
uh, if it's not, uh, if if the recited um, uh, process is not only way to define uh, the claimed product, okay, and mm-hmm. and and they, they used this as um, uh, uh, violation of um, uh, uh, clarity of a patent claim. So what it said is that that if uh, a product by process claims uh, are considered, uh, whether it's valid or, or patentable, uh, they should, uh, well, the, the, the patent office and courts uh, should look at, um, as of the filing date, uh, whether the um, uh, that uh, recited process was the only way to define the, the, the claimed product. And, and then... So, so this is new. You know, everyone was surprised. Yes. You know, the, 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 we didn't have uh, anything like this in, in the concept of the clarity of claim. Of course, claims have to be clear, uh, but you know, uh, uh, there was nothing about nothing unclear. For example, about the uh, uh, Tebas claim in, in the present case, because. Uh, Every step uh, wa- was was very clearly decided, and uh, uh, well, the Supreme Court doesn't say that that uh, uh, Teva's claim is is um, unclear uh, under under the old standards, but the under the old traditional standards, um, but the uh, uh, they they created a new standards uh, of claim being unclear. Uh, especially for um, uh, product by process claims mm-hmm. and and so now now uh, uh, the patentee or, or the uh, applicants actually uh, has to show that uh, uh, if if they want to get the uh, product by process claim allowed or or, or, or or found valid they have to show that it was uh, impossible or, or impra- impractical to uh, identify the uh, 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 patent product at the time of filing, uh, using the um, uh, uh, without using the uh, process limitation, mm. and that's probably a rare case. Uh, so um, it, it is possible that many of existing patents are now invalid after that decision what do you think and the and more surprising to me is that they were you talk about um, or you told me before about guidelines that were published on July 6th of 2015 where the office uh, the examiner is um, basically urged to allow applications if the applicant can uh, argues that this is the only way to identify the invention in terms of the structure and characteristics uh, to to define the invention by the product by process uh, features as opposed to sorry as opposed to the uh, features uh, in terms of its structure and characteristics at the time of filing so this is somehow contradictory to me the the office is urged to allow these claims if the um, applicant argues that it's not possible to define the um, invention in another way and at the same time the Supreme Court says uh, basically many many uh, patents might be invalid now so can you explain yeah, yeah. well you know proving something impossible is impossible <laughs> you know uh, you know it's, it's a uh, uh, well what, what we call uh, uh, 
devil's proof. Uh, it, it just it's just not possible. I mean, you know, you, you, you well, you can find a way and you can prove it, but but, but you cannot prove that there is no way you know, uh, in, in the whole world. Uh, or, or or so so you you end up saying that that it, it was impractical to uh, identify the invention. Uh, uh, without without having the um, uh, uh, product feature, process feature, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, the um, uh, and 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 so so, well, for for example, before EPO, uh, EPO says the same thing, but uh, EPO looks at the specification only, and 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 that's fine. I mean, if the specification says uh, it may be defined. Uh, in terms of uh, structure and characteristics, uh, but also uh, uh, process, then the EPO would say, you know, why don't you use uh, structure or characteristics? Mm. Uh, but but in in the, in the Supreme Court case, it doesn't have that 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 restriction. So that that uh, uh, patent office has to uh, uh, look at uh, uh, well look for uh, information from the um, applicant. And, and so African says, you know, it's impossible. You know, <laughs> for some reason, mm. uh, or, 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 you know, if, if, if the attorney is prudent, you know, it says it's imp- impractical to um, uh, identify the invention without a, a process feature. Mm. Okay, so um, or, 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 or remove uh, the well during the um, uh, prosecution of applications, you can. Uh, of course, amend the claims, uh, removing that uh, process feature from from uh, product claims and and the uh, uh, or, or the uh, change the product by process claim into a process claim. Uh, so so and, and and as you pointed out, you know the 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 the, the patent office is not equipped to um, find out. Uh, uh, Facts, you know, other than other than what the applicant says. Uh, so, so they they have to they have to take uh, what the applicant says for for granted and at our case. Mm-hmm. But uh, when when it comes to infringement, uh, of course, uh, accused infringer would argue that that it was you know possible uh, to identify the invention. Uh, without uh, a process limitation, uh, and then 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 the whole thing uh, will have to uh, uh, discuss and and present it to the court. And so 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 what 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 the uh, uh, JPO did uh, was was um, uh, ended up is ended up wasted. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I don't see any point in doing all this, and and probably many of you, uh, you know, practicing uh, 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 patent prosecutors um, de- de- received uh, this kind of rejection from the uh, JPO. Uh, if you have some Japanese cases, yeah, it's it's it's, it's really stupid, um, I'd say, and and and, and unfortunate at the same time. Uh, but anyway, that's that's what's happening, and, and so so uh, uh, my my suggestion, uh, or, or everyone would say the same: uh, do not do not do not avoid you know uh, product by process claim as much as you can, and um, uh, in Japan, uh, and so for the um, uh, 
uh, applications you file in your home country uh, has to have, uh, well, should, should not rely too much on the uh, product by process limitations and, and try to have structures and, and characteristics of the product. Right. That's a very good uh, summary of the case. Try yeah. to avoid product by process claims in Japan in the future. Yeah, yeah. But which, which is sad. I mean, you know, we, we yes. had very, very, uh, um, well, deluxe, um, say, say, practice uh, for, for the uh, product by process claims. But now, Uh, it, it, it has been turned upside down. Yeah. Right. Um, you have sent me uh, for preparation of this interview um, a discussion of this case and a translation of this case. Uh, mm -hmm. Would it be possible for me to to distribute this um, PDF uh, oh, to sure. the listeners? Yeah. All sure. right. Sure. Yeah, well, this was a really nice interview. Um, so if people wanted to get in touch with you, um, what would be the best way to reach you or your firm, basically? Yeah, just, just send me an email. Um, right. Email is, is, is good. Uh, and of course, um, I am, I'm available uh, anytime uh, for uh, uh, telephone conversation. Uh, if, if that is the uh, preferred way of um, uh, communication. And, so uh, it would be okay for me to share your email and your firm's telephone number uh, sure. with the listeners? Yeah, sure. Yes. Definitely. Great. Well, thank you very much for being in the show. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to see you in November, <laughs> personally, yeah, yeah. in Japan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for taking your time and preparing this great uh, summary of the case. Yeah, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. Thank you for this opportunity. That's it for this episode. If you liked what you heard, please show us your love by visiting ipfridays.com slash love and tweet a link to this show. We would be so grateful if you would do that. It would help us out to get the word out. Also, please subscribe to our podcast at ipfridays.com or on iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you have a question or want to be featured in one of the upcoming episodes, please send us your feedback at ipfridays.com slash feedback. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. You can go to ipfridays.com slash iTunes, and it will take you right to the correct page on iTunes. If you want to get mentioned on this podcast, or even have comments within the next episode, please leave us your voicemail at ipfridays.com slash voicemail. You have been listening to an episode of IP Fridays. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of nor are they endorsed by their respective law firms. None of the content should be considered legal advice. The IP Fridays podcast should not be construed as legal advice or legal opinion on any specific facts or circumstances. The contents of this podcast are intended for general informational purposes only and you are urged to consult your own lawyer on any specific legal questions. As always, consult a lawyer or patent or trademark attorney. Copyright 2014. All rights reserved.